Okay, everybody, hope you're doing well. You know, I'm, I'm really struck constantly. You know, I, one of my big, I guess, uh, guilty pleasures is to go on a certain app, it's called LinkedIn. And I've only recently been using it, let's say the last, I've had it for a while, but I've only been really using it. I mean, using it, I mean like going into it and actually looking at what people post, let's say the last uh, six months. And I'm so blown away by the the culture that is created around these different apps. Now I don't I'm not familiar with other applications, with TikTok, with Instagram. I, I I'm not holding on these things. But with LinkedIn, I'm so fascinated because you it's it's like it's totally accepted and totally in the norm to just get up there and just dash about yourself about how amazing you are. And I understand it's a you know it's a business network, it's a business uh, you know applic- you know platform to be able to connect to other people who are in, who are in your similar field or to expand your audience, whatever it is. But there's one particular person, I'm not going to say names, who gets on there and he talks about what we call in the yeshiva is called T4. It's called humble brags, where he's like, you know, recently I've made more money than ever one in my life and my family's amazing and everything's amazing. And of course, he has like this completely beautiful picture of his house and his family and, and you know, everything is totally, clearly 100% photoshopped through a beautiful filter. And it's like, but the most important thing is not business. It's not my fancy cars. But it's like my family and like my dafyomi here that I go to. Not to be, not, and God forbid, not to be mazalzel if that someone learns dafyomi. Not, I think it's wonderful. I think it's beautiful. But I'm so struck by the the culture around it in the sense that in a normal setting, if you go to a party and you start saying, yeah, listen, you know, I like my car. I got an amazing car, amazing wife, amazing kids. Everything's just absolutely the best. You know, I'm, money's coming in left and right. But, you know, ultimately, that's really not the important thing, is it? Right, right guys? Like, I can imagine a crowd of people surrounding this person, and then all of a sudden they start, they start trickling away. Because nobody wants to hear that, because it comes off inauthentic. It comes off inauthentic. And people desire authenticity. I, I know, it's so interesting, my daughter, my little baby girl, who just turned one this past week, she, we can give her a thousand toys, right? She's one years old, we give her a thousand toys. And this is classic among kids. But they have the bubble wrap, or they have uh, you know, the pots and pans in the kitchen, that they run to the first second, right? They'll take the toy that you gave them and they'll run away to something else, something which is not a toy. And the question is why? My wife pointed out an amazing idea. She said, because really, that's real. They don't want real, they don't want fake things. Kids, in a sense, pick up on real things. They want a real thing. They want a real pot and pan. They want something that they see you do it using, not the toys. They understand the difference between toys and, uh, and the rest of reality. It doesn't mean they don't enjoy it. It just means that there's a certain desire for the real, authentic version of life and you know people it's so funny that people are so removed from being normal and being just authentic themselves that they attend classes how to be authentic they they will pay money to learn how to be charismatic now charisma i understand there's certain elements of charisma which it manifests from being an authentic person but i just find it hilarious that people will spend money will go to gurus life coaches this why just to be authentic i can't imagine anything less authentic than paying money to be authentic it, it, you know it's it's something that a person needs to tap into themselves you need to have a certain of who you are what you are what defines you and be willing to be different sometimes to find opportunities in your day that you're not going to go with the flow with everybody doesn't mean you actively say no i'm not going to be normal about it obviously don't fight with people but find opportunities where you're where you're questioning your own essence of who you are and what are your real pr- principles I'll give you a small example. Uh, it's an example nonetheless. If a person davens with a lot of kavana, but they do it in a, in a big shul with a lot of people staring at you, 
a lot of people being able to see you and you're able to create that essence, that personality of who you are. And then what happens? Let's say you, you're running late one day and then you have to dive in upstairs in a different area or you walk, you're diving in a different place. Do you have the same kavana? Now, of course, it's the idea of makom tefila, but it's because no one's staring at you. That is really a question where a person needs to say, well, do I do this because I do it or because I want people to think that I do that? It's a very strong, very intense question, but this is part of life. Part of life is asking yourself those intense questions because otherwise, who... You think someone else is going to ask you? People care more about themselves than about you. So you got to ask yourself these questions. All the best.